Good morning, good morning. It's Brenda Shoshana Eshen. Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Everyday life. Yours and mine and, and hers and his and everyone's, everyone's everyday life. As if we're all separate people. We say, you, me, it, that person, this person. We're fighting, we're struggling are we struggling to breathe the air which is plentiful for all? Are we fighting over the ability to take a walk on the street? These are Zen koans, basically. And actually, the question or the title for today's talk is, whose life are you living? Whose life are you living? You know, there are many different points that we emphasize in Zen practice and in Zen understanding. And one very precious point is that as we practice and practice and practice, we become more and more able to live our life, to live an authentic life, to live a real life, not in what we call in Zen an imitation life. There's a phrase in Zen that we be, sometimes we become ghosts, haunting trees and valleys if we don't wake up and live our life, the life that was given to us. And what in the world does that mean anyway? That's, that is a huge koan, the life given to us, to me, to you. What is that life? Who gave it? Some would say it's just there, it's not given, just there. Others would say it's a gift, it's given to you as your precious gift, your life, your breath, your ability to see the sky, to walk down the street. Very precious, very precious moments. You can call them moments or gifts, call them what you want. It is a very precious ability to be alive, to live, to see, to feel. And many of us actually throw that away. We throw it away. Boom. We exchange it for a bowl of red lentils, <laughs> which just means we exchange such a precious gift for something else. Maybe for the approval of others. Maybe for a bunch of money. Maybe for the idea, oh, you're successful now. <laughs> Maybe, may, many, many, many exchanges are made daily by all of us, every single one of us. That's because we don't know whose life we're living and we don't, we're not even aware that we're alive often, that, that we're here we are, here I am. I'm alive, you're alive, here I am. We need something more, 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 more. We take this beautiful life, this energy, this gift, this clarity, this ability to love, this ability to heal and be healed, this ability that we naturally have to encourage and inspire and uplift, not only ourselves, but many others. That's just given to us. It's part of this package of our life. And we take that and we use it to tear down, to hate, to hurt, to judge, to reject. And many people these days even feeling so suicidal and not wanting to be alive at all, not wanting to be here, wanting to destroy our very own gift, very own precious life. 
because there's nothing but pain, pain, pain for so many and so often. And we don't understand what is the cause of this persistent pain, this persistent anguish, this persistent feeling of unworthiness. What is the cause of it? That's why we go back to whose life are you living? It is deeply unfortunate that it's very, very easy to be lost, to be lost in a spell, to be lost in memories, to be lost in, that's like what PTDS is, the post-traumatic stress syndrome, something happened. We never digested it. We never were able to come to terms with it. It never left. It's there. It's haunting us. And it's living our life. The PTDS, something that might have happened many years ago, is still living our life. It's taking predominance over this moment, over what's happening now, over the reality, the reality, the larger reality, which you could also call the great way. It's taking predominance. It's overshadowing. That's a good word. It's overshadowing the truth in our experience. Of course, the truth itself can never be overshadowed. The great way, reality itself, it just goes on and on doing what it does. It cannot be overshadowed. It is what it is. It just is. But do we accept that? Do we enter that great way? Are we willing to live it? Mostly, no. Different forms of memory, demands, preferences, appear, fantasies, hopes, dreams, whatever it is, they appear very strongly and overshadow everything else, everything else. So that we're not living our life, but this memory is living our life, or this demand we're making is living our life, or something that might have happened or supposed to happen, or we thought it was going to happen, or something a parent told us, some beliefs that we cling to is living our life. My, maybe your mother or father are living your life, wanting their love, wanting their approval, wanting their, to be part of them, not wanting to abandon them. And that's so, all of this is very, very understandable, very normal, very human, unfortunately. It causes a lot of pain, a lot of distress, because here we are, and we have the, also along with all of this, we have this deep desire and impulse and need to manifest and to experience who we are, not an imitation life, an authentic connection with the world as it is and with ourselves as we are, which is an endlessly beautiful process of discovery. It's discovery. It's not one thing, oh, now I got it. Now I know. And I'll rest on that. No, 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 no. It's always new, 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 new. One layer after another layer. Who we are today, we may not have been yesterday at all. Is there room for that? Is there room for a new understanding, a new vision, a new perception, a new experience? Are we making room for the endless discovery and change that we are? And the answer is probably not. 
because it's very frightening because we want things to be stable and secure. We want anchors. We want to know who we are, where we are, what's going to happen today, tomorrow, the next day. We have all our to-do lists, which are very good to have them, of course, because there are tasks we have. But it's way beyond a task. It's an identity. Our identity becomes rooted in these different beliefs and hopes and memories. And then when they are questioned or when they pass away from us, when they change or when our experience of reality changes so much that we cannot hold on to these old memories, thoughts, beliefs, identities, when we just cannot in the face of everything that is happening, they they don't really make sense. Then what? Maybe we've learned a lot. Maybe we've seen a lot. And then what? Then what? How do we proceed then? Now, now, I'm not saying here that there is no absolute truth. I'm not saying that. That's a whole different matter. I'm talking about our living experience. And that's what Zen is. It's not postulating a theory, a belief system to add on to your old ones. It's an experience, it's a practice of being real and of being here and of being alive, fully alive. That is what Zen practice is. So that's a very beautiful practice because it's open to every single person who wants that, who wants that, who can, who can be with that, who's open to that. It, it, it creates a different kind of vision of life, a different kind of, I was going to say, psychology. That's a big word. It's loaded. But it creates a different priorities, different values, perhaps. And a different ability to tolerate what is right here now. My teacher, as I was sitting the other day came to me he's not alive well he's very alive but he's he's passed away but he said the other day I was very strongly remembering how he said this practice helps us accept that which is unacceptable very interesting statement that he made it struck me very much at the time I heard it and it keeps resonating with me to accept that which is unacceptable. Well, what do you mean? Why, why would anything be unacceptable? Well, there are experiences that are just too painful, unacceptable to us as we live. And that's why so many of us go into numbness, shock, repression, suppression, bitterness, just feels that some of our experiences are too much, unacceptable. Perhaps someone we love very much dies suddenly in a way that we just can't wrap our mind around. Unacceptable. We, can't, we don't know how to tolerate that. We don't know how to absorb that. And there are many other experiences like that as well. Many of us have experiences of being betrayed or being fooled or thinking one thing and then something else is true. And it can really rock the rest of your life. You can be rocked for the rest of your life. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. To us. Nevertheless, there it is. There the experience is. So how do we live with that? Not how do we analyze it. Not how do we 
label it, not, not, not how do we get our revenge, <laughs> not how do we reject life so that this won't happen again, which is what we do very often. No, 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 that's not what Zen practice is. Zen practice is how do we, absor- he said accept it, I would use the word, how do we absorb it, digest it? We're not saying this is good necessarily. Accept, I accept it, it's fine. We we, we don't have to go there and say that. But we can take it in and not be thrown by it, not be shipwrecked by it. And not even judge it at all, perhaps. Just, okay, this is what happened. I'm not going to deny it. I'm going to experience it. I'm going to learn how to be with it. Because when it's unacceptable, we're fighting it, we're hating it, we're hating life, we're hating each other, we're hating the universe, blah, the hate goes on and on and on. And that is an extremely destructive and dangerous way to be in this world. Particularly in these days, it's very evident as things polarize more and more and heat up and intensify more and more. So then... This is unacceptable to me. Well, if it is unacceptable or not, this is what is happening. T.S. Eliot said human beings cannot take very much reality. It's true. So we build muscles in Zen practice to be able to take reality, absorb it, be with it, not become shipwrecked by it. And as we keep practicing and practicing, you know what? A very mysterious thing actually does happen. At one point, we can find, oh, beauty in everything that happens. We can. It may only last a few moments, but then that feeling may last or that observation may last a little longer. We can find meaning in whatever takes place. We can find wonder and even joy sometimes in whatever takes place, whether it is so-called acceptable or not. It's part of a great, great tapestry. We could call it the great way. It's a thread in the great, great tapestry of life. And we stop hating it and rejecting it, but we can be with it. As in order to do that, our personal preferences have to soften a bit up front and, and the ability to be with what is has to increase. It does increase as we sit. And when I say our preferences decrease, I just mean that we are able to tolerate it when our preferences don't, we don't get what we want. I prefer this. I want chocolate ice cream, not vanilla. And you know, sometimes people, even in a restaurant, they'll yell and scream at the waiter. You brought me the wrong dish, blah, like little children. Little spoiled children screaming, yelling. I wanted this and you brought me that. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to give you a tip. I'm not going to say thank you. I'm not going to even eat the food. Sometimes our preferences are so intense. We might throw the whole dish on the floor. Blame the waiter, not the waiter's fault. Whose fault is it? And we look for the fault, blame, blame, blame. Spend the rest of our life looking for blame. No, 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 Zen is not that. Zen comes to release that kind of way of being in the world. It comes to show us how to be present and even enjoy our lives. Be beneficial, be grateful, no matter what 
happens under all conditions. Then we're not living a life of this one or that one. We're just living a big life, a broad life, a vast life. We're living a very vast life. Vast, unencumbered, a boundless life when we can be truly grateful for everything, every moment, every condition, every experience. And, you know, when we do get more and more into that state of mind, the conditions change or at least we perceive them very differently as they're coming to us what we might perceive as a horrible thing one time when we're more more and more living in this state of mind we don't perceive it that way even we perceive something else in it and therefore it changes for us so whose life are you living how are you living that's our practice let's look at it let's just watch it let's honor our lives deeply and the lives of others and become one in our ability to value everything and every moment that comes in our life. So thank you very, very much for listening. It's a pleasure to be here with all of you. The URL, as you know, is zenwisdomtoday.com. Love to have you listening. Love your emails. I appreciate everything our correspondences, and I will be back next week. Take care. Be well. Bye.